Seed, Spiller, Supreme, Coltrane lives, holla! Seed, Spiller, Supreme, holla! Thank you very much! In and out of God, holla! Thank you very much! I'm reading my rave review for the Great American Jew novel to my father in the Midwest Book Review, proving how the book wasn't too overtly Jewy, pushy, annoying for the American heartland's taste. Soon after, my dad blurts out, always knew you could do it. Just kidding. Instead, he blurts out, eating kosher outside the home too is very extreme. You'll never be Orthodox Jewish, you know. I say, because I'm a fancy fagelah who owns more pairs of designer sneakers from the Nordstrom Rack that I'm comfortable admitting to. <laughs> but I bought all of them at the Nordstrom Rack in White Plains, New York. And some in your new backyard in Scotts, Arizona. <laughs> that must earn me some humble man props, Pops, than the hardcore bot houses in Crown Heights. Don't you think so, Pops? <laughs> Pre-COVID, I also never had sex with my wife on the rag, nor got up from here plying up her box for Torah-commanded business sake every Friday night with divine power devotion at the sundown for Shabbat. <laughs> so I shared that much in common with the hardcore Hasidic Orthodox Jews, then you think dad. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, I really identify more with the Hasidic women homemakers and Orthodox Jews who break down the Talmud every day, arguing for why Madonna's blown up camel toe snatch is largely a result of Dennis Rodman occupying or ever-expanding territory longer than most. Holla! Rodman lives. Thank you very much! Understand, I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona over Christmas break and famished. You're pretty burnt out on fish fillets from McDonald's and I wasn't feeling a fried fish burrito from Mexican fast food chain Rubio's just yet. I already done my research on Yelp and found a couple of kosher haunts nearby that I hadn't uh, tried yet. One place turned out to be a purely vegetarian haunt. I should have realized this from the parking lot as I spotted an anemic Zoe Kravitz clone of sorts in the outside patio sucking down one American spirit for breakfast, lunch, and dinner after another. <laughs> then I tracked down a kosher food truck, which was closed, next to a Jewish community center in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yet, I felt like another wandering, starved, direction-challenged Jew lost in the desert again. Let any imminent relief for hunger pangs in sight. Then I thought, in and out is close by. I'll write off breaking my extreme commitment to upholding the kosherian diet because I'm writing a book on this subject and everybody breaks their diet at some point, right? I don't want to come across as an all-knowing, exalted, funny man Jew who isn't a slave to his inhalatory, animalistic leanings from time to time. Hala! For self-awareness rocks. Thank you very much! <laughs> so I wait online at the in and out off of Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard and think, this milk is so hot, I don't care if she has 6 million kids. I like to inhale her animal style on the spot. Then my double-double cheeseburger animal style arrives and I decide to tear into it with zero reservation. Like the first time Jared Kushner went down on Ivanka because his rose water infused lunch didn't fill him up less than he anticipated. <laughs> I didn't enjoy one nosh of the in and out double-double burger. The Ivanka Trump up, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. It wasn't. Afterwards, as I receive a Hanukkah pedicure away from my three kids back east in splendid isolation, I don't need no one, warns Yvonne Lives. Holla! Thank you very much! I thought, hey, asshole, are you in and out of God or what? Later, during my trip, my father issued an ultimatum declaring by my parents beautifully tiled, well-earned Arizona estate 
home. That. He can make a better burger than in and out. So I put my father to the test. Took a pleasant schlep to East Phoenix. To a place called the Imperial Kosher Market. To pick up some premium ground kosher meat in the hopes of my dad. Not burning out the inherent laden flavor again. And succeed he did. Despite the Imperial Kosher Market looking more run down, disheveled than Matthew Perry on the set of Celebrity Rehab, I roasted some diced up cherry tomatoes, hand bathed in cold pressed virgin olive oil, fresh ground pepper, kosher salt, and chopped Mexican oregano from my mother's cactus rich garden to throw on top of the bomb burger, which insulated the burger with a rich shield of sweet sultriness, which drowned out any glaring dark black char marks on these heaven sent burgers. Enjoyed inside after watching the sunset over the beautiful desert bloom sun. I also sauteed some baby bella mushrooms, some sweet Vidalia onion to the sherry wine finish, which took this in and out of God, led family burger creation so much higher, making me feel more than all right in my parents' home sweet, kosher again home. Joe Cocker lives. Holla! I'm feeling all right. Holla! Thank you very much. Uncomfortably. Queasy. Roger Waters. Resist this. Holla! David Gilmore. You only exist because of him. Holla! Thank you very much. <laughs> Weekend memories. Of my mom's Kraft Mac and Cheese. Don't fill me with comforting ease. For some reason, the mirror image of a half-eaten bowl in the sink... Gives me imminent deathly chills inside, like the time I started pissing on myself after snorting crystal meth prior, thinking it was just exceptionally pure, uncut cocaine. <laughs> because I, I didn't attend the uh, the boarding school that Hunter Biden did, aka Sir Snort a lot. Because <laughs> after only one line, five hours later, I kept pronouncing out loud to myself, "This shit is great," like a coked out Tony the Tiger. Used to bad coke, chase like chalky Ajax. My mom's defense, she worked full-time as a loan officer for J.P. Morgan in Manhattan. So I can't blame her for mailing it in on a Saturday. By throwing together some Kraft Mac and cheese, knowing my dad's half-assed, serially undersalted, sickly-looking, off-yellow scrambled legs, maybe for basketball practice on Saturdays, weren't filling me with unconditional lovely cheer either. Again, I can't totally shit on my parents' half-hearted weekend creations in the kitchen that the 80s and early 90s because... Brunch wasn't a thing yet. There wasn't any crap put into making mac and cheese from scratch yet. Using a plethora of fancy foreign pricey cheeses and specks of imported palm, always sultry smooth Italian fontina, or wine free French brie for that matter. Funny enough, Fagala lives. Ah, thank you very much. Lobster mac and cheese wasn't conceived yet by some fabulous brunch visionary hotspot restaurant owner in West Hollywood. Six Degrees related to Paul Rubens in Blow, <laughs> who longed for something dreamier to sink his teeth into. At noon on a Saturday, hungover, basking in the gorgeous L.A. Sun-splattered sun after being burnt out and being reared on fried egg-topped cheeseburgers from Fat Burger and Van Nuys as a kid who shared a lesson common with Adam Carolla growing up than the wheatgrass bartender for Jamba Juice. Holla! Corolla, still waiting for you to get back to me on Control My Kids a Comedy, a love story.
Stop. I know you're not a hack, but I mean, like, give me some love already. Holla! Sorry I didn't grow up in fucking North Hollywood. I went to bartending school there, for what it's worth. Thank you very much! So, Super Bowl Sunday this year. This old G decided to make my own Mac Daddy version of Mac and Cheese. To make my three cogitarian comedian kids yell with unmatched glee. Party time! Excellent! Oh, feel the funk! Not! Who's that black chick with Austin Powers in that commercial, Daddy? Is she a mini-me version of Queen Latifah? I don't get it. My plan of attack was to create a Mac Daddy and cheese that wasn't too cheesy like the Phantom of the Opera halftime show because nothing screams halftime entertainment more than a bunch of jilted, creepy-looking dancers in masks putting on a Zero Thrills production of Phantom of the Opera meets Friday the 13th during the year of COVID-19 which has unmasked all the propagandists in the media who prop up fake news working class heroes such as Bruce Springsteen, who blames his manager for never paying taxes until he got on the cover of Time magazine. After Born to Run blew up big, but I digress, Bruce pretended he was on acid to avoid being drafted, yelling, War! What's it good for? Besides, fodder for my upcoming Born in the USA album by my fake news brother who dies in Vietnam. Does your office look like a Salvador Dali painting? Where I see, it looks like Salvador Dali took a giant kaleidoscope shit on your desk. And why does Uncle Sam keep pointing at me? It's not my fault, Santa. It's a miserable, knocked up diner waitress who was born to cry in the dark and die alone in the Swamp Thing State. Holla! Suck on a Bruce. Thank you very much! Still... The Super Bowl. It's an American tradition. So I base my Mac Daddy and Cheese dish around the East Coast standard. Always unifying. <coughs> Pretentious free. Yellow. Land of Lakes. American cheese. Understand. I just cough because I gave an homage to Yellow. Land of Lakes. American cheese. And when I got into that... I was into my one-hitters and my Philly Blunts, and I started smoking cigarettes, like marble mediums, and I eventually took an acting class in college, and I was banging this chick from Queens, and I wrote drum cigarettes, and doing breathing exercises, I would cough out a fucking lung, and it was very embarrassing, it was only in my early 20s, but uh, thank God, I believe in news resolutions, and quit smoking cigarettes, so I'm only able to cough once every fucking 60 comedy record, so... Deal with it. Go walk yourself. Holla. Thank you very much. <laughs> Understand, my wife openly detests American cheese because she's a more evolved hick who grew up in the hinterlands of Brisbane, Australia, who grew up playing with mud in the yard, knowing surely grew up with two TV stations in the outback, and if you've seen one episode of Astro Boy, you've seen them all. So making my star standalone dish for Super Bowl Sunday based on yellow Land of Lakes American cheese required some level of American-made balls, knowing what potential, only resistor fury lurked in the nearby distance as Tom Brady continued the greatest winning streak in life ever recorded, which helps when you're reunited with the always reliable Gronk as your go-to money in the bank. Tied friend, Stephen A. Resist this, suck on a long time. If you're not too busy servicing fucking LeBron, king of the persecution complex. Thank you very much! At the same time, I didn't want the American cheese to be the sole attraction. Someone to the weekend surrounding himself with the most 
unattractive, peaceful protesters against the savagery of self-esteem enhancing plastic surgery than the sunshine scurrying state before it became the official uh, 10 city sponsor for REI Holla California I don't know what to say <laughs> I love you I, I found my gift for expressive comedic song out there I wrote spec scripts Curb your enthusiasm, passion of Schmendel. Holla! Got my first laugh out there. And I was bombing hard. Except the, the medley in Auburn Hills. Did I talk about Ron Artest being the new cult, being the spokesperson of a cult 45? And then I said, off the top of my head, I love black people. Because black people don't discriminate against pussy. Huge laugh. Holla! Still died, but great moment. Rainbow Room. And home of shivering hair model, King's Rats. Ha! And the stage was, wasn't even like eye level with the crowd. But again, fucking awesome to relive. Thank you very much. <laughs> My kids love broccoli. Like myself. Assuming you make it with love. These stem all florets. Blanch them in a bucket of ice water. You pour in Bill Parcells. It was made of Gatorade back in the day. Before I sauteed them. And a butter, high-end olive oil, sliced shallots, and peeled off bits of garlic to ensure the gorgeous flowers of green match the intensity of hop-forward wonderfulness of my pounded 90-minute dogfish IPA prior, which took me only nine minutes to finish my second. Holla! Bourdain lives. I miss the beer. But, drunk, dumb daddy for 2022. No more, no more! Gotta give up the shit that's weighing me down. Holla! Thank you very much! My kids love broccoli, which I established. I'm repeating myself. Getting a little too funky free. Fresh! Holla! Thank you very much! I use pasta, macaroni shells, from some Italian pasta maker, which cost me three bucks max. In addition, made a basic Bechmel, including butter, flour, milk, and spicy brown mustard to help the green goodness stick together. The torn up bits of American cheese and olive oil massage Mac Daddy shells, which look like glistening tubes of inhalatory perfection. Like Bridget Nielsen back in the day, standing up naked, of course. Holla! Sucking up those luscious lobes of perfection. Thank you very much! The only complaint I received was Daddy using a tad too much fresh ground pepper to spice things up. Beyond memories of boxed Kraft Mac and cheese which are too uncomfortably queasy to replicate for the mere ease of convenience sake for my taste. I'm not going to call my Mac Daddy and Cheese the Tom Brady of Mac and Cheeses, although my four-year-old son continuing to polish off his bowl even after his Mac and Cheese cooled is still sustained excellence in my book, too. Holla! Bourdain strikes again. Thank you very much! The Fearless Maniac. Holla! This being an homage to my third born Samuel Teddy Chosen Curls was bound to woo who exhibits the metal edge. Holla! Thank you very much. Remember your dad taking you sledding? Yeah, I don't either. I do recall the Red Flying Saucer sled which never achieved anything close to resembling Manic speed compared to my four-year-old son's new snow screamer. 
which is slicker. The Michael Jackson's moonwalk before we learn how he got away with murdering one age of innocence after another, fucking over one kid's age of innocence after the next, like a smooth criminal. Holla! Seed Spiller Supreme! Thank you very much! <laughs> also, if Michael Jackson were alive today, what would he say in court to defend himself against his never-landed accusers exactly? All the Beatles royalty points in the world can't buy me love. Holla! McCartney, resist this. Thank you very much! And this is an impersonation of uh, Marlon Brando in character playing the psychiatrist role of Don Juan DeMarco talking to his neighbor Michael Jackson in those Hollywood Hills. Michael, just because it happened in the Neverland Ranch doesn't mean it never happened. Michael, Brando lives. Holla! Thank you very much! I shared a video of my son, Samuel, Chosen Curls, was bound to, woo, sledding down a huge hill on a local golf course on his new snow skimmer with my mom in Arizona with the headline, Winter Lovin' Havin' a Blast! Holla! Travolta lives. Thank you very much! Sometimes I can't help being a passive-aggressive cunt to my mother, knowing her standing in line this time every winter in February is, How you handling the cold scoops? Growing closer to my three coach-tearing comedian children, the more laughs and dummy dances I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Chicago lives. Holla! In Croton Falls in the house. Thank you very much! Doesn't my mom realize it would be an equal poor taste if I had to text back to my mother? How are you handling melting to death in Arizona under the August sweltering sun again, Mom? <laughs> Have you fried up a chorizo egg scramble in your side patio towel yet? It's hard to block out the smell of burning rubber from your Nike flip-flops mask on or not. My mother's reply to the sledding video for grandson whizzing down the golf course hill at manic, ridiculous speed was, he's fearless. Great line. And she had no clue about the Peach Linzer Tart Hardcore Hunger Treat Trophy. I got him afterwards. In honor of his obvious bravery and his hardcore metal edge knowing he wasn't wearing any gloves and only wearing a thin layer of pajama pants on to Seat Spiller Supreme. Thank you very much! I was in a rush to get all three of my kids to the golf course for a rapid barrage of sled runs before darkness fell because I still had to buy some camp pineapple later for my planned kosherian chicken fried rice dish soon later. Because stay-at-home female comedians have this sort of fucking time on their hands. Holla! Thank you very much! So the pajama pant oversight on my part only enhanced my four-year-old's hardcore hunger-hitting appeal. Holla! Sugar Ray lives. Thank you very much! Fearless. But my mother hates her grandson's need for a float in their Arizona estate pool home. <laughs> Who's got on record how she refuses to erect another netted pool fence in his honor ever again. That's right. The pool fence... Uh, According to my mom, is an eyesore. <laughs> you think the pool fence my parents got installed to prevent their grandson from drowning uh, to death was some of the barbed wire fencing on the cover of an L.I. Wazell novel? Holla! Holocaust survivors live. Thank you very much! Still, it's like danger element. 
the sledding, or in doing improv in front of a live audience for a graduation show at UCB. We ended up playing a gay swamp monster and received howls of approval in return. Got me thinking about the importance of never being too married to whatever your initial dinner dish presentation was without leaving room to make last-minute adjustments instead. Of being held hostage by fear-filled, sealed in stone, failure, fate, forever, Tony Robbins, I fucked him, oh, I can't take no more, Dice lives, holla, thank you very much. Doesn't matter what my original vision, my dish was, which was to make a cogitarian chicken fried rice dish using pineapple, green onions, and cilantro for some diversified, springy, dormant crunch on top. What matters was keeping myself loose enough on the cooking stage to make a last minute adjustment. If I was ever reclaim my kids' respect as a star powered, do it all, comedian, life coach, cook, ever again. Ah! Whenever you've done stand up comedy or improv, you become consumed with self lacerating fury. Whatever you, you don't get the intended laughs planned in your head already, <laughs> do it all moms also wear dejection on a sleeve and become progressively pissed off at their kids. If their dinner dish, made with love or not, is received with nothing but Sneering disdain from their kids, especially if there was a grand vision and a significant semblance of preparation and organization involved ahead of time. <laughs> Whenever my kids reluctantly slog through eating another obligatory bite, one of mom is quickly thrown together in some pot dishes. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Where the stems on the cauliflower are thicker than Joe Theismann's ankle after Lawrence Taylor almost snapped his entire leg off. Back in the day, <laughs> mom will always attack her dinner table audience when appreciating its nuanced, eccentric wonderfulness. All of a sudden, insisting our three coach-tearing community children are a bunch of ungrateful, unsophisticated twats, unworthy of such exotic, rounded goodness. Obviously not related to Bette Midler, who is the uh, complete authority on sophisticated wonderfulness. Not! Holla! Fucking butterface. Thank you very much! But when my wife does this, she divorces herself from any form of self-correcting awareness along the way, which only sets herself up for increased repeated failure and further depreciation of her cooking skills brand again and again. Holla! Thank you very much! Look, I used to be guilty of blaming the audience when they didn't laugh at my jokes either, but Sucking to the core forced me to dig deeper and work harder at making it impossible for the audience to resist sucking off my new and improved polish up material next time around. So they could completely encapsulate the totality of me inside and out. Holla! Piercing every fucking shocker in the mix. Thank you very much! Another valuable lesson I received from taking UCB 101 is to spend more time actively listening to your scene partner versus force-feeding any predetermined, hardcore, hilarious shtick in your head ahead of time, <laughs> which never gelled because it didn't arise naturally from the scene being created, which is supposed to be a conversation rooted in your rapidly developing made-up reality versus a Wrong way, cringe-inducing monologue U-turn about your rage issues directed towards your mother, who called your desire to write a screenplay not too long ago as being too ambitious. <laughs> I've applied these hard-earned lessons how I innovate in the kitchen with my three kids, which explains why I generate more 
yummy dances galore than Mama does because I don't blame my kids for being stupid hicks for not loving her brown shit looking black bean soup, thereby allowing no room for any last minute improvisational flourish to help win back my kids' approval and make the experience of creation less sucky for the precious audience next time around. <laughs> In other words, you don't grow as a comedian or as a chef if you're constantly blaming the audience for their sucky reaction to your creations again. <laughs> More importantly, if you care about killing in the kitchen, too, don't become fixated with sticking your original grandiose, surefire hit creation in your mind <laughs> when it doesn't get the immediate, all-consuming, loving reaction you envision it to receive. <laughs> Even good old Honest Abe once said, the voice of the people is second only to God, which means the audience will always tell you what's working and what needs work by either their lack of emotiveness or crushing disappointment worn on their face. Or you could just be shadow banned on Twitter or on WordPress and on LinkedIn altogether, and the big tech machine will just try to give you a distinct impression that your stuff sucks or that it's too out there too loony fringe for their taste. But in actuality, if it makes you laugh and if it's well written, then you, in the end, have an obligation to satisfy yourself first versus so-called friends from high school and so-called arbitrators of what's considered primo material in society, Jordan Peterson included. Ha! Thank you very much! <laughs> So, like Honest Ape said, the voice of the people is second only to God. Which means the audience will always tell you what's working and what needs work by either complete lack of emotiveness, as if you just showed a dog a card trick, like Bill Hicks used to say. Holla! Bill Hicks lives. Thank you very much! Or you'll learn about how much whatever you did sucks in person, which is a much easier gauge by the crushing, weary, disappointment, bemusement worn on the collective faces of your intended audience in the first place. <laughs> After one bite of my kosher chicken fried rice, a bit of scrambled egg, green onion, cilantro, and pineapple, my daughter's face froze up in immediate disgust. All of a sudden, her face was completely motionless. She was doing everything in her power to hide such a shocking sense of sneering disdain for Doodle Dad's latest bus creation, but feeling miserably to conceal such perplexed, jaw-dropping, disgust derangement <laughs> on behalf of her Doodle Dad bus daddy. <laughs> Granted, my daughter, Sigan Rose Cornwood, expects me to deliver the goods, and you only get good at anything when you possess a passionate, all-consuming desire top yourself from before, and to keep your hardcore fans happy. That includes my WordPress peeps and my fans on SoundCloud. I love you all. Ha! Ozzy lives. Thank you very much! The only way you get good at anything is when you possess an all-consuming, passionate desire to keep your hardcore fans happy while growing at a rapidly accelerating rate. In addition to a burning manic urge to constantly outdo whatever the hell you did before with more over-the-top, fearless relish. Like any self-respecting, fearless, 
maniac would. Hicks lives. Ha! Thank you very much! So I took one final look at my daughter's face, which screamed, You've got to be kidding me with this shit, Daddy. I had to wait till 7 p.m. on a weekday for this shit. How does it take so long to just plop chicken into some oatmeal mush with some canned pineapple thrown on top? If this rice were any mushier, you can make it into a Hallmark movie starring Jennifer Gardner about rebounding from a breakup with J.J. Abrams on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> so thank God my UCB improv training kicked into full gear as I took a bite out of my kosherian chicken fried rice thinking... My daughter isn't a know-it-all teen twatty bitch in the making after all. <laughs> I better get creative fast to save what remnant of respect my daughter has for my do-it-all dad cooking prowess immediately. After coming out to WordPress and SoundCloud and the internet at large as a uh, proud, loud, and in charge, gender-fluid female comedian, <laughs> then I dart into the kitchen to grab some sweet chili sauce. An Aussie side staple favorite, which I introduced to my kids recently over some frozen egg rolls that mom got from Trader Joe's. Give these standard cheap starter appetizers a much needed oomphy zing. In the end, the last minute improvised add on addition of some much needed sweet chili sauce saved my dish from dying a premature, depressingly dreary death. Plus, my kids regained faith in their do it all dads' improv chops once again. Proving I'll always get by with a little help from my kosherian comedian friends. Holla! Cocker lives. Thank you very much. So like Adam Sandler's character, Donnie Berger says to his friend Vanilla Ice in the hardcore hilarious movie, That's my boy. You better stop, collaborate, and listen. And if your kids are less enthralled from your latest and greatest creation, there's a reason. I wouldn't want it any other way. Because kosherian comedians will never rule if they remain nothing more than cry, cry, baby! Janis Joplin lives. Holla! Seed Spiller Supreme. Holla! Thank you very much. Gender fluid pink ziti. Holla! James Gandolfini lives as a gender fluid stay at home female comedian selling fucking patio furniture on the side. Holla! Thank you very much. If identifying myself as gender fluid will increase my chances of getting a job interview sometime this century for a paid remote writer position, then I'd have no problem filling out that hole. <laughs> Why not write myself a starring part of a modern update remake of Tootsie, except instead of out-of-work actor, dressing up like a woman to get work, I'll play a gender fluid wellness blogger uh, who dresses up like Bobby Doll from Poison for Zoom calls based on his makeup complexion on the rocket cover of Look with the cat dragged in alone. <laughs> also been a stay-at-home female comedian dad forever and our own in-house gourmand chef. My three kids, much longer than your typical paid time off maternity period. So I'm more than accustomed to my nurse wife treating me like her gimpy, bitchy underling for some time actually. The way weapons, maestro, maker, destro 
would constantly belittle corporate commanders commanding haft or leadership authority of the Crimson Twins, relegating them to nothing more than overrated trust fund terrorist babies. Holla! Hasbro lives. Thank you very much! Stadium dads, regardless of them boasting more than 1,400 plus followers in the WordPress blog, dun dun dun, or more than used to subduing their urge to dominate a conversation and play the role of submissive puss next on the subject of whether state of moms should get paid <laughs> because they're not fake feminists who suffer from severe egotism as much either. <laughs> so now, the million dollar question. How can you make big ZD at home for your kids while in the process of making it feel more manly about doing it? <laughs> Easy. Make gender fluid pink ZD. Wear out the pseudo-feminine label and your rolled up button-down Ted Baker sleeve or live the remainder of your life scared of being out as a she-she-bitch-dad-enricher. Holla! She-she-bitch-dad-lives. Thank you very much! Also, get extra flamboyant with your presentation and announce to the world in a loud and proud fashion. Blanket your baked ZD with herb rosemary bitches. It's only Alice Waters' favorite herb, which she told Bill Maher in real time once. Oh yeah, that's right. Only gay guys know the names of brand name female chefs. My bad. Using an excessive preponderance of over-the-top spreading of ricotta, your gender-fluid pink ziti doesn't make the preparation of making this old-school Italian classic make you feel any more rough-and-tumble manly. That's for sure. <laughs> I'd also refrain from considering the subbing the use of cream to add that pinkish alluring glow in favor of using coconut milk if sticking with the kosherian diet to please God is it a Predominant consideration if you decided to throw meh diced up chicken, hits of protein in there either. Frying up peeled off bits of garlic, diced fine bits of shallot and butter, and extra virgin cold pressed olive oil, always the best, interspersed with cut off specks of rosemary dust before plopping the pre made rosemary marinara sauce. Doesn't make you feel like Rocky pulling Paulie in a sled. During his training sequence at Rocky IV, either Bill Conti lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Using locally sourced pecorino from Yonkers, DMX's hometown, represent at some salty, hardcore edge to your overall gender fluid baked ZD presentation. Not nearly as much as you think. It's getting pretty hot pink up in here! I thought, well, Revealing my gender-fluid pink ziti, which my family inhaled with scrumptious, over-the-top glee. <laughs> so if making delectable pink gender-fluid ziti makes it hellish hot up in here, so be it. The endless, sporadic mmms were worth losing whatever masculine edge I have left. Seed Spiller Supreme Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Definitely wasn't on my agenda to begin with. To a place called the Imperial Kosher Market to pick up some premium ground kosher meat in the hopes of my dad 
not burning out the inherent laden flavor again, and succeed he did. Despite some premium ground kosher meat 